Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. This report brought to you by Cupboards Express. Choose from six stock door styles and colors and have your new cupboards ready the very next day. Learn more at CupboardsExpress.com. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 6.30 Chad. For tuning in tonight, it is Inside Sports on 6.30. Jed, we're sitting at 8.05. Canada has uh, pulled even with Russia in the pre-tournament World Cup game. It is now 2-2 late in the third period. Leon Dreisaitl, a hat trick tonight in Europe's win over Sweden. A little bit on the Edmonton Eskimos later on tonight. We'll also update you on that movie Ice Guardians that we'll be showing tomorrow at the Metro. That's at the uh, Garneau location there on 109th and 87th. Love doing special stories here on 630 Chad. And this one is is really special. And we're going to reach back in time a little bit for this one because it, it is uh, celebrating something that happened 50 years ago. But it, but it is very significant and i want to welcome in studio first of all jack schwartzberg hi jack heidi and also bruce wiley bruce how are you doing i'm fine thanks Reed. Oh. guys thanks a lot for coming in um i'm i'm sure there i mean i was joking with kevin carius you're not household names i know there are people listening who know exactly what you did and why you're on well, i'm going to assume a few people don't <laughs> uh 50 years ago you were playing for the victoria redman and you won the Provincial Basketball High School Championship, correct? Yes. Now, other Edmonton teams have won high school provincial championships along the way. Uh, I'll let you guys tell it in your own words before we get into some of the details. Uh, Jack, I'll start with you. What made this one so special? Well, uh, it was probably the uh, one of the best high school games ever played here in Edmonton, especially at the University of Alberta where we had over 3,000 fans come in to see a game, if you can believe it. And uh, we were playing one of the most powerful high school teams ever assembled out of southern Alberta, and that was the Raymond Comets. And when you looked at this team, they came into the gym at 60-0. and 0. That was intimidating. And when you saw the starting lineup, you know, Tim Tolstrup at six foot eight, 240 pounds, then his brother, Phil, at 6'6". And then they had this Al Williams, another forward at 6'5". Then they had a guard at 6'1", by the name of Peter Haig. And then Magarowski was a six-footer. That was their starting five. Nobody else played. <laughs> <laughs> who, Bruce, who was the tallest guy on your team? Uh, I believe I was. And I weighed at that time... A little over 175 pounds. I was six foot four. Six foot four, 175. 175. So you were, you were, you were that not was... a, you did not fill up the key. 
so no. to speak. No. All right. Now, it's so, I mean, we've already given away that you guys win, but that's fine. That's a big part of the story. Um, tell me about what your season had, had been like. I guess it, it was the 65-66 school year, right? Were you guys a power? Were you supposed to be a provincial contender? Yes, we were. Uh, we actually we went undefeated that year. Okay. A regular season. Uh, there were 12 teams at that time in the high school. Three came from a separate uh, school board, and the rest were from the public. And we went 11 and 0. And then uh, we won our 12th game. And then uh, we uh, had some rivalries. And our rivalries happened to be Bonnie Dune, coached by the late Johnny Bright. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, Scona, coached by Alderman. Brian Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then you had O'Leary, uh, which was another uh, very good team, coached by uh, Jack Flaherty. Uh-huh. You know, and, and then uh, Ross Shepard was in the mix of things, too, you know, a coach Fairbanks. And he came from southern Alberta. So, I mean, it was, it was a very competitive league. Now, hold on, though. You guys played 12 games to get the Provincials, and McGr- and, or not McGrath, and, uh, and Raymond played 60? Yes. <laughs> what was going on there? Of course, these ours were kind of sequential games. Okay. In a, in a league type setting, they played exhibition in they were bar the United stormers. States okay. and all over the place to get some competition because they were so powerful. Because they were just crushing everybody. Yeah. Okay. So they play the small colleges and that in the states and small colleges. Yep. High school team, yep. and they were still winning. Yeah. Beating junior colleges. Yeah, they were pretty tough. Now, okay, but at the time, so you guys are, were you, were you guys in grade 12, you two yep. specifically? No. Uh, Jack, Jack, you were younger? I just came up from grade 10. Yep. It was my first year of grade 11. You were just a kid, okay. Yeah, so, I was a kid. <laughs> and Bruce was the old veteran on that. Yeah, this right. is, that was my eighth year of grade 12. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, yeah, he peaked a, at 27. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, but, uh, so did you guys, were you aware Okay, these guys are, are really good. Were, was there any of that? Yeah, like you knew about them. Yeah, and it was unquestionable. And the record itself and, and who the competition was was pretty. Yeah. But what actually happened is uh, John Baker, who was our coach, yeah. uh, knew that we were going to meet Raymond in the provincials down the road. So he had it uh, set up where he would go into a tournament, and we were invited to the. Uh, University of Calgary dinosaur uh, tournament hosted by this Highlander uh, hotel, and that's how we—that's how we got to meet our competition, Raymond. Well, they whipped our tushies that uh, that day by 20 points. Oh, so you'd played them earlier in the had, season? Yeah, but okay. we, it was a—it was a, just a tournament. Okay. And uh, Coach Baker figured that this would be a good test for us to see what they were like. And let me tell you. Bruce, I don't know if you remember this. When you saw these guys come out, the first three guys I talked about, yeah. they were slam dunking. We, we weren't doing that in high school, and these guys were just slamming them with right hand, left hand. And we're looking at each other, and, I, and we said, I think we're in trouble. Right. <laughs> and sure enough. You know. so, you lost, so you lost by 20, and no, at that time you wouldn't have known you were going to meet them again in the provincial final because you hadn't made it yet. Well, we had a we had a pretty. Good, you guys pretty, knew you were good for yeah, we a, had the a North good team. team. Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, we only lost two games that that whole year. One of them was to Raymond at Christmas. Yeah, and the other one was at the Kafer tournament, that's held at the beginning of the year to Bonnie Dune. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so Bruce, you got you got beat by them in, in this Calgary tournament. Was there a sense of 
okay, if we get him again, we know what to do? Or was there more a sense of, oh, my God? <laughs> Not that I can recall. Maybe Coach Baker did have. I think he he had the best plan that he could muster at that time, you know, knowing the and seeing the experience we had with Raymond. Right. But I, I think as a, to a team, we were thinking, well, <laughs> woof, you know, this is this is if we get there, it's going to be really tough. All right, so you, you do get there. You, you play them in the final. So it was at the U of A. Was it the main gym yeah. already? So the main gym. So it's filled for the high school provincial championship. Did you often get a lot of fans at your games? Yeah. yeah. Yes, we did. It was pretty typical. Mind you, there in the, in the high school settings, so they fill up the gyms and stuff. But the, the U of A was, well, tell, tell them the story about the, the, the capacity. and the. Well, what happened is Friday night, uh, we played uh, uh, the Calgary team because there's two representatives from the South. Mm-hmm. One was from Southern Alberta, the other was from, from Calgary. And then because Edmonton was hosting it, Bonnie Doon and Vic represented the North. Okay. So we played Ernest Manning Griffiths High School the Friday night, and Bonnie Doon got the lucky draw <laughs> of getting the Raymond Comets. Oh, okay. Well, that first night, uh, there were close to 3,000 people, close. And we were fortunate to win that game, and then we advanced to the finals for Saturday night, and Bonnie Doon lost to Raymond. So the word got out, well, Saturday night, quarter to nine, I'm telling you, I've never seen a crowd that, that big. And how... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. If you, if you come into the main gym at the U of A, the old main gym, the east, the east side of the stands were, you know all the seats are and then they've got the balcony yep. all full the west side all full but the west side was represented by southern alberta the east side was the north but when you walk into the gym as you know there's about probably 30 yards from the door to the end line mm-hmm. both directions standing room only and i remember throwing the ball in during the game and i see a fire marshal right beside me and, and he's saying to somebody, we ain't letting any more people in. We just broke the fire code. <laughs> 1,950 people is what it, it would hold, that gymnasium. So they were like 1,000 over capacity. <laughs> Jack, Jack uh, refed for years in the uh, university league, so he's very familiar with the kind of crowds they get there for sure. the university games. But. Yeah, yeah, that one was that one was pretty full. So were there people like spilling onto the court? Like I heard that they was probably too close for comfort to the court. Even yeah, they were so close that the Raymond team had uh, committed almost four violations because they, when they they would step out of bounds, you know, uh, because they they hadn't been used to that kind of uh, of crowds being so close to the sideline, and they'd have violations. And, and so it just threw them off, which was to our advantage. You know, we picked up some yeah. some points there. Right. And you I'm know. not so sure. Maybe a couple of our fans might have pushed them when they were <laughs> throwing the ball in. I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> take much. Know. You know. Yeah. Inside Sports on 6:30, Ched, we're uh, talking to Jack Schwartzberg and Bruce Wiley. They're members of the uh, 1966 high school provincial basketball champion Victoria Redmond. You guys are having a reunion this weekend. I didn't even mention that. That's yeah. that's why this is this is a story. One of the most significant uh, victories for an Edmonton high school team ever. I got an old grainy newspaper article here that Brian Anderson sent me. I think 59-58. Was the final? Does that sound 59-56. right? 59-56. Okay, so three points. So I got to ask you this. You, you mentioned you, you know their record. 
you, you know, you've said several times, they're bigger than most of you. They're more athletic by the sounds of it than most of you. They can slam dunk. They'd beat you by 20 points early in the season. At what point in that game did either of you remember thinking we might have something? We might be able to beat these guys? I, for myself, it wasn't till right up till the uh, L. Melnichuk uh, on our team, of course, was shooting the two free throws at the end. We were up by one. At that point, and I don't think there was much time left on the clock. So at that time, I think we, I relaxed. Okay, so hold on, Bruce. Was it now? I know it's a competitive game, and as an athlete, you're always in the moment, and and you're always intense, and you're always, you know, the old cliche: the next play is the most important one. But in the back of your mind, or maybe even the front of your mind, were, so were you actually still thinking, well, they're gonna eventually they're going to beat us or no. were you just so locked in you weren't thinking not at that point but like you say there's a lot to the, the locked in guy because if that first ball shot was missed you had to do something you know so so you're you know, so you're and then if the second but, one i guess i'm getting at though there must have been a point where not today we're not losing by by 20 like you must have had a sense of well we're with these guys that's actually a very good question i i, I sense that actually at halftime because we were only down by one point. And to me, that showed that we could stick with them. Mm-hmm. And we took, we actually, there was only about a six point difference in the first half that they took the lead on. That's the most the lead ever went. Then the lead changed in the third quarter and we were up by four. So now it came to crunch time in the fourth quarter. See, we all played in four quarters, eight minute quarters. Right. Okay, in those days. So uh, in the fourth quarter, they were up by one point, 56-55, and uh, it was near the end of the game, just about about a minute or so, and uh, what happened is Magorowski was bringing the ball up. He had beaten me because we were pressing him the whole game man-to-man. He beat me going up the court, and I caught up to him, and as we're crossing the center court, as he was going to our basket, I dove across the floor, and as the ball was coming off the floor, I swiped it in midair to Al Melnichuk. Al Melnichuk throws the ball over to Gus Harvey, who goes down uncontested for an easy two points. We go ahead at that particular time, 50, uh, 50, uh, 57, 56. So then they didn't score again after that? No, but Al gets fouled. Because they want the ball back, yeah, it was and when an he gets, foul, yeah. yeah, he gets fouled, and he gets he gets run over by Tim, the 240-pound, uh, <laughs> right? And when he when he hit Al, Al's a big boy, over 200 pounds, yeah. and Al gets his two free throws, but he has to make one to get the second one. Oh, one of those. Because it doesn't work on the bonus in those days. It was like a bonus. You make the first one, you get the second one. Right. If you miss the first one, you're out of luck. And that's why I was saying that after the first one, you can't really relax because if he misses, you got to defend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you guys stick around because I want to talk a little more about the end of the game and 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 the reaction and just just the hype around it. That this is uh, great stuff. Jack Schwartzberg and Bruce Wiley in studio talking about their 1966 high school provincial basketball win. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 
Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Okay, thanks for tuning in tonight. Special guests with us. It's 823. Bruce Wiley and Jack Schwartzberg played for the 1996 Victoria Redmond Provincial High School basketball team. Big upset over uh, Raymond in the final. 3,000 fans at the U of A. They were 1,000 people or more over the fire code. They were trailing most of the game, but but pulled it out in the last minute or so and uh, beat a Raymond team that was 60-0, and including wins over college teams that season. So we're going down memory lane. You guys got the reunion this weekend. I want to talk to you about that. We got some texts coming into 630, because during the break, Jack said you should ask people to text in if they were at the game. Well, that was already happening, uh, though you still can, of course. Uh, somebody uh, asking here... Uh, Harry Baleshko, is that the right name? Yes. Is 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 listing right now? I believe he coached one or both of you. Coached me. Oh, hang on here. Didn't don't have your mic on, Jack. Sorry. He coached me in in nineteen sixty seven. So the year after this. Uh, year after that. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Uh, George says, "Wow, I was at that game. Go Redmen! We also had the best cheerleaders. Great to hear your voices." That's from George. <laughs> All right, George. <laughs> so I, we were joking earlier with Carius about your your pregame music and stuff. Uh, <laughs> did you have a band? Well, for that game we did, but we normally never had music uh, when we warmed up. I got to do something here, guys, because I think Harry's on the phone. Oh, my. Uh, Bruce, can you... Is there a jack for the headphones underneath there? Right underneath the uh, console? Yeah. We're doing this on yeah, the fly. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Now, to hear the phone, you'll have to put these on. Jack, throw those on. Sorry, guys. I know that sounded funny. Hey, no. uh, okay, you got you got volume, Bruce. Yep, sure do. Jack, you got you got volume. Okay, we're gonna bring in. Uh, can you hear me? We're yeah, good. We're good. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Harry, are you on the line there? Yeah, I'm on line. So you know these guys? Well, I sure knew Jack Schwartzberger. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jack, Coach, how you doing? I'm doing good, Jack. It's been many years. I've heard about you a few times, but my son ran into the house and said they're talking to uh, talking to you and the other guys about the Vic-Com team, and I remember coaching the team. You sure did. And um, what I can't remember, I, I, I don't know if I coached that year that Vic won the Provincials or not, but I yeah. got a feeling it. Yeah, you actually did. You actually coached in 1967, and you took us down to Lethbridge to play in the Provincials, and we played against Raymond that first night, and unfortunately we lost by 10 points. Yeah, I remember remember being down down in Raymond, but what I couldn't remember, Jack, is if I had coached the year before. No, you uh, did not. Not at Vic, you didn't. But I was was at Vic. Who was the coach at that time? Uh, John Baker. Oh, well, yeah, I remember John, yeah. Yeah, you came after John. Yeah, and then I came after John. Okay, that's why it's been such a long time that I even thought about high school basketball, and um, I just wanted to get online and say hi to you. I haven't talked to you for, what, 50 years anyway, maybe? Who knows? Oh, absolutely. Now, Harry, was Jack what you would call coachable? (laughs) Jack was was really... um, uh, uh, the epitome of uh, one that you'd want to have on your team that would inspire others to do things. Jack was a hard-working guy, one of the hardest that I had ever had coach coach because I also had coached Skolnikov 63-64, and um, I played a lot of basketball myself, but Jack remained very, very much in my mind even to this day. Well, and, thank you, uh, Coach. Well, you're welcome, and it's... Um, it's kind of thrilling to 
reminisce at this moment. Well, you know what, Coach? I, I remember some wonderful, fond memories of you, and you were a, a really good coach, but I think you were the best dress coach in Canada. You had those three-piece suits. I'll tell you, it would make other people kind of melt. <laughs> yeah, that was. I always wanted to make sure that I was properly dressed, and yeah, three-piece was in at that time. <laughs> hey, Harry... Thanks yeah. so much for phoning in, and thanks for listening. I got some more stories with these guys coming up after the news, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks, okay. Coach. Right on. Hi, so, yeah, I want, so Harry Balesko, call, call it. Well, that was that was awesome. What a pleasure. That's that's live radio at its best for sure. So, all right, I want to I want to get a little bit more to the end of the game, the the, the, the celebration and, and, and the reunion this weekend because this is fun stuff. Jack Schwartzberg, Bruce Wiley, 1966 Provincial High School Basketball Champions on Inside Sports. Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 8.33. We're spending some time with Bruce Wiley and Jack Schwartzberg. Again, the story is they are celebrating the 50th anniversary this weekend at the reunion of uh, their 1966 high school boys provincial basketball team that won a bit of an unlikely championship. Well, I mean, you were a great team, but you weren't supposed to beat Raymond in the final, and you did by three points. Packed Jim at the, at the U of A. Uh, let me ask you this. You pull off the upset. What do you remember about the end of the game? Bruce, I'll start with you. Just the influx of the crowd. The, the crowd just kind of swept everything away. Some of us were picked up and moved around the floor of the thing. The, the, the floor was just covered, covered with people, you know. And But most of it's a blur. I just, you know, it was just... And then there was this, just this rush of uh, excitement about we did it. You know, yeah, you had, had to take some time at, just for that part of it, like, wow, we did it. And then you look around and go, oh, geez, and this is <laughs> this, re- this is what the result was. Yeah. Oh, no, it was, yeah, crazy. What do you remember, Jack? What I remember is I, I um, as soon as the game was over and the people rushed, and I was just exhausted because, you know, we had played on a gym floor that's 10 feet longer than a high school because the high school floor is 84 feet long. Yeah. U of A is 94. Oh, you've never played on it before. Well, we've played on it before, but, you know, to play that kind of intensity. Right. We, I mean, we, we must have hustled 150% to beat them. And I was doggone tired. Anyways, the crowd just jumped onto the floor. And I'm, I'm looking for something for a, a souvenir. I can't get to the nets because the guys at the university, as soon as the game's over, those nets go right up to the ceiling. You're right. gone. Yeah, no cutting the nets now, down there. So now I'm looking for the game ball. Well, the game ball's gone. So I'm just trying to fight through the, through the crowd. And the light goes on. I says, this is the only time in my life I'm going to remember this special moment. I run over to the scores table, and I take the score sheet. I've had this score sheet for 50 years, and I'm going to give it to the boys this Saturday. Each are going to get a copy, and I think that's going to be the thrill of the life. <laughs> uh, I want to, and I want to ask you about the reunion, but did you ever uh, sense 
I, I don't know how close they'd come to losing during the year, but did you ever get the sense you'd frustrated them? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They uh, it got to a point where their coach was outcoached by John Baker. Mm-hmm. And even like uh, Brian Anderson had mentioned it to me before, he says, I've never seen a starting player like Tim Talstrup get off the floor on a timeout, go to the water fountain, and then go talk to his girlfriend for a few, you know, for a few seconds, and then come on the floor whenever he wanted to come, you know? But they were frustrated because uh, they, they weren't in a situation where they were behind, especially at the end of the game, and the coach was yelling, to Tim, foul, 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 and they finally w- went yeah. after Al Melichuk, and that's that's what happened, you know. So probably the first game they've ever had to foul somebody at the end of a game. They didn't know how. To, they didn't know the procedure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, Baker, your coach. Sorry, what was his first name? John. John Baker, your coach. You mentioned you pressed almost the entire game or the entire game. Do you think that was the the key adjustment? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, that was his strategy. He felt that because these guys were big. He didn't want to play zone, and we went man-to-man, full court. As soon as the ball, as soon as we scored, the ball was thrown in, man-to-man, 94 feet. That's risky, too, though. Oh, yeah, but you know what? We put pressure on them so they couldn't come down the floor. See, they used to fast break a lot. Right. Well, we negated the fast break by putting the full court man-to-man pressure. So you took them out of their comfort zone. Did we? And they, they they couldn't adjust. The coach couldn't adjust. And John, being a great strategist as he was, I thought he did a marvelous yeah. job. He basically won the game for us in that respect. You know what I'm saying? And he knew how to handle us. So you got the reunion this weekend, which which is which is pretty cool. I mean, you don't hear a lot of uh, uh, 50th reunions going on. Who got the ball rolling on this? Uh, my daughter. As a result of some people she ran into in, in, in the course of the conversation talked about the, her last name before her maiden name and say oh gee any relation to Bruce well oh, yeah. I was at that game <laughs> so they heard it a couple of times as did my son and then she said you know what dad we gotta have we gotta put something and she knew Jack and she knew Al she through her uh, basketball career in Jen. So she knew about them, so she decided to pull pull it together. And it. So okay. Uh, by the way, someone texting in: Did the Tallestrups play for uh, Raymond? Yes, they did. Right. Yep. So, I know you, Jack. You did some of their lineup off the top, but that prop person's probably just tuning in. So so yeah, it was a, it was an incredibly good team that you guys beat. So uh, who how, how, there's uh, there were ten guys on the team. Uh, how many are coming this weekend? Seven. Seven, okay, so pretty good. Yeah, one, uh, one, one gentleman's person. unfortunately no longer with us, but yep. okay. Um, so has the team ever been together or even remotely together since that day 50 years ago? No. No. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of great. I've, Jack and I run into each other through the, the basketball connections and things, and I've stayed in touch with uh, Dick Krenz because he lives in St. Albert and things. But And Al, I would see Al, but that that's it. I saw Al a lot because he was he was coaching a team with uh, Brian Anderson at Harry Ainley the one year where they had two teams, and they met each other in the city championships. I don't know if you recall that. No, I don't. Yeah, and and, that, and that's nothing. But uh, Al uh, also played in the senior men's, and so did I, you know, to keep keep active after university days. Yeah. 
But, uh, that, you know, that's basically uh, who I just kept in touch with. So what's going on with the reunion? Are you guys going to get together and shoot some baskets? Is there like a, 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 a buffet meal? You know, maybe? Friday night. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Friday night, the plan is just to get together at a local uh, lounge and uh, meet the people that are coming in from out of town and just have a few drinks and talk about Saturday, the next day, because mm -hmm. we are going to the old gym at Vic. Mm hmm and uh, shoot some hoops. And then everybody else after that is going to come over to my house and have a nice little uh, cocktail yeah. and hors d'oeuvres. And then we're going out for dinner. Oh, with, nice. With the spouses yeah. and uh, have a, a lovely uh, evening and uh, enjoy the uh, the moment. Are you are you aware of what the other guys are, are, are doing or is there going to be some serious catching up to do? Or are you kind of aware of what everybody's up to? Serious. Uh, it, at least from my perspective, I know... One of the fellas moved to Australia oh, quite wow. early, and he's back now. He's in Colorado. He'll be he'll be coming in, and I Jeez. believe he was a geologist or something. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And some incredible guys are at the coast, but no contact, you know. And like I say, there's one fellow we haven't been able to get a hold of, which is very. This must be this sort of cut you off, Bruce. But this this must be hard to believe, in some ways, that the, you're actually getting the majority of this team back together. I mean, you, who would ever think that that would be possible? It wasn't possible un until his daughter Kim got the ball rolling. And yeah. boy, did I get excited when she called me. And then I just started calling people that I sort of know. And uh, that's how we got it going. And now we are going to keep in touch yeah. till the 75th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's well, that's awesome. I but I mean, this is, this is so cool. I didn't know about this, but I mean, people have texted in that we're at the game. And, and you're unlocking or reminding people of this in, incredible story that, that happened in this city, like really not that long ago. I mean, maybe we didn't quite have the technology and the social media, but, uh, but I mean, this is, this is significant. But I must, if I can just say one little thing here. You asked me about what I remembered the most also after the game. There was one gentleman that came up to me after the game, and he was taller than Tim. I looked at this man... He was wearing his suspenders, hands in his pocket, and he said to me, young man, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but I know you're number 24, and you just upset the apple cart. And he says, I'm Mr. Tulstrup. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, shook my hand, and I, I, I swear, I, I was just, I was moved. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, and that's always stuck in the back of my mind. <laughs> uh, here's a man... You know, his, his sons and his team and his community lost the only game that year, and he happens to come up to me. I was blown away, literally, and it's still in my mind. That's He's incredible. a gentleman. Guys, I, I can't thank you enough for, for coming in. This, this, is, this is a great story. Again, on the scoreboard, VicComp 59, Raymond 56. Jack Schwartzberg, Bruce Wiley. Again, I really appreciate your time. Incredible story. Thanks for making time for Our me. Pleasure. I know you're busy pleasure. this week. Enjoyed it. Thank right you. on. Thank you very much. Right on. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Back with uh, a little uh, Eskimos news. You can always text 630-630, and we'll update you on that movie Ice Guardians that's getting ready to roll tomorrow night. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Oh, man, that was pretty cool. Talk about incredible memories. 
I, I never, I never thought that I would be doing an interview about a basketball team from 1966. But thanks to uh, Brian Anderson and Kim Hartline for for getting me that story. That is just incredible stuff. Bruce Wiley and Jack Schwartzberg in studio from the Vic Comp Provincial Champions in boys basketball in 1966, upsetting 60 and 0 Raymond in the final. That that is some uh, amazing stuff. Thanks so much to Jack and Bruce for coming in tonight. All right, your Edmonton Eskimos back on the practice field. They are five and six on the season. They let one slip away against the Calgary Stampeders in their last game. Head coach Jason Moss was asked why the team has let so many leads get away this year. Uh, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, um, <laughs> it's hard to say. I mean, I mean, you look at each game's been a little bit different. I, I've always said it. It's, if it's one thing, it's easy to change. When it's a multiple different things, it's hard to change it. Uh, you know, each team we've played that we've been up on, and it's been quite a few that we've been up more than two touchdowns on now and, and given up those leads, uh, they are good quality football teams as well. So somehow, some way, they've found ways um, to make plays on, on us, and we haven't always been able to finish them out. So, you know, it, more about more than anything is just about continuing the process and again getting back to details it usually seems like when we give up leads or we give up things the details are lacking the details of finishing a game are lacking so when we look at this past game on offense speaking from an offensive coach you know our last eight plays we had mistakes on the last eight of them I mean how can that happen at the end of a game when this plays that you've repped all week and you've talked about all week is it the moment that's getting too big or are you just not focusing in on the finite details of what you do so I will bet when we look back at the whole year of what's happened to us in close games where we've been up on people, it's because we haven't been able to keep that um, those details in check. Those last eight plays, is that just offense or is that offense? No, offense. I mean, offense, I was speaking from that, that side of the ball, you know, and, and I'm sure Benny will tell you the same. There's there's times and opportunities in that game where we weren't completely assignment sound. And, uh, you know, we needed to be um, in order to win that game. And quarterback Mike Riley echoing some of those comments about cleaning up mistakes. We didn't really kill ourselves with big penalties. I'm obviously speaking offensively because that's what I spend my time watching the film of. But, um, you know, we didn't have big penalties that took back, you know, important plays for us. Uh, when when we had the chance to hit the big ball down the field, we did. Um, you know, we moved the chains pretty well. Uh, but there was detail things in the red zone that cost us points. And, um, you know, Obviously, when you turn the ball over on third and short like we did, and we had a couple of second and threes that we didn't convert on, um, those should be gimmies in this league. Uh, you know, with the defensive line a yard off the ball, we expect ourselves to get that every single time 100%. I think we had three or four that we fell short on. So those are things, like I say, little details where it's not like, oh, we broke down in protection or we missed an opportunity down the field or we ran a wrong route or dropped a ball or anything like that. It was just a small detail work that let a guy you know, come through the crease and stop the play on second and third, uh, three. So instead of moving the chains and getting into field goal or touchdown range, now we're punting the ball. So little things like that, uh, we got to get back to cleaning those up. Um, and, you know, the rest should take care of itself. Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Northlands Park Racetrack and Casino. The Alberta Breeders Fall Classic returns to Northlands Park on September 17th. Be there for a great day of racing. Now the Eskimos game is uh, the next day, Sunday in Regina against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Will they have a new kick returner? I know a, a lot of you are a little sour on Kenzel Doe. 
Troy Studemeyer brought in as a potential replacement. Dave Campbell spoke to him. It was a quick process, man. Uh, my agent called me, um, and I left like the day after, so it was pretty quick, uh, pretty simple, and we got up here. Now, you're in the NFL uh, in training camp, right? Yes, sir. With the with the Vikings? Vikings, yeah. Okay, so nice to find some work after because sometimes – is that a little bit of an anxious period when you get cut you're not really sure what's going to happen? Well, yeah, it kind of caught me off guard. Um, Teddy went down, so it kind of ruled me out. So, uh, yeah, man, coming out, I set out for like a few days, and uh, my agent called me told me Edmonton was interested, so we made that move. So what do you make of this opportunity, and what, do, what are the expectations on you, on you, you think? Uh, I love it, man. I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited to be here. The stadium is awesome. Um, yeah, man, I'm just uh, taking it day by day right now, uh, trying to get the plays down in formations and meeting the guys and, you know, becoming a great teammate and meeting the coaches. Coming in with some return experience, uh, how much do you enjoy that aspect of the game? You got some explosiveness yeah. and playmaking ability. So. I mean, it's awesome. Um, once you get out there, it's not like the offense where you got to learn all these plays and different motions, and uh, you just got to get back there and catch that punt and find your lane and hit it. Yeah. Do you expect to play right away? Or are you not sure what the plan is or just kind of uh-huh. getting acclimated first? Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's all on the coaches. Uh, it's up to the coaches. So whenever they're ready, I'm, re- I'm ready. Anytime they're ready. Coming in the right time. Uh, this team's in a playoff hunt and playoff fight and yeah. must be exciting to contribute. Yeah, it's awesome. This is a good team already. Uh, I've been keeping up and watching since last year. They have a really good defense, a really good quarterback to lead the team and uh, just wanted to come in and help out on special teams as much as I can and wherever, the, wherever else they need me. All right, Troy Studemeyer, we will see if he is the new option for the Eskimos in the kick return game. It looks like it'll be Shakir Bell at running back. Of course, uh, John White didn't practice today. It looked like he had a shoulder injury on Saturday, and Calvin McCarty, obviously with the uh, fractured leg, is on the six-game disabled list. Here are some of the news and notes from today, from tonight. Ryan Getzlaff scored late in overtime, Canada beating Russia 3-2 in the final pre-tournament game for both teams before the World Cup of Hockey. John Tavares tied the game at 2 in the third after the Russians had gone ahead 2-1. Carey Price gets the win in net for uh, Team Canada. Europe in a pre-tournament game, 3-2 over Sweden. Leon Dreisaitl with a hat-trick in that game on four shots on goal. Earlier, the Czech Republic beat Team North America 3-2. The tournament gets going with games that will actually count Saturday night. We'll have it for you on 6.30, Chad. The Blue Jays losing 8-1 at Rogers Centre to Tampa Bay. Toronto has uh, just won three of their last 12. Reigning AL MVP Josh Donaldson missing for uh, with an injury for the third straight game. He's uh, getting his hip looked at. He is hoping to play tomorrow when they start a road trip against the Angels. We're going to have to wait and see about that. The Orioles blank the Red Sox one nothing tonight. So, wild card standings. Baltimore is a game ahead of the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays are a game ahead of the Tigers. So, Toronto now down to third place in uh, in the American League East. So, yeah, if it, if it started now, Toronto would be on the road for the wild card game against Baltimore. It is still tight. Toronto, two games out of first place. And uh, what do we have? About, uh, what, 17 games left, Matthew? About there? I think they're at 150, uh, 145 now, if memory serves. They're so just fading away, Reed. 
It's tough to watch. Well, they, yeah, I know. They got time, It's but it's discouraging. I mean, it's starting to roll in, in, in the wrong direction. So we'll see if the Blue Jays can get it going. FC Edmonton in action tonight over at Clark against Oklahoma City. They are in the 87th minute. There is no score. Oklahoma City had an 11, or pardon me, FC Edmonton had an 11-game winless Oh, my God, let me start this over. I'm getting tired. I need my milk. Uh, FC Edmonton had an 11-game unbeaten streak at home. They were beaten on the weekend and now in a scoreless draw against Oklahoma City. So we'll see how that shakes down. The Oilers unveiled the dressing room at Rogers Place today. It is very cool. More on uh, the 630 Ched website and also tons of pictures and video on the 630 Ched Twitter account if you use uh, that kind of stuff, and it is it, it is pretty cool. So, is, when's the Keith Urban concert? Is that in two days already? Yeah, September the sixteenth. So, yeah, it's Friday night, and then Dolly Parton rolls into town Saturday. Dolly Parton, she's working nine to five, sold out. She's an island in the stream. Those are all the songs I can remember, but that's pretty cool. So we will have on Friday Inside Sports from Penticton until eight thirty, and then we'll have the Oilers against the Canucks. Young Stars, the Young Stars tournament, they uh, call it. We'll have a doubleheader uh, Saturday, Canada's World Cup game, Oilers and Flames Saturday night, Eskimos Sunday afternoon, another World Cup game on Sunday night. So we're getting heavy into the live sports here on uh, 630 Chet. It is going to be fun. Matthew, you wore the Bengals hat two days in a row. I thought it, would, I th- I thought it might be the Eskimos hat today or, or maybe the Yankees hat. Do you know what? To be honest with you, Reed, you didn't go home. No. <laughs> Yes, yes, I slept in my car last night again. Darn it, anyway. You caught me. No, I actually don't own an Eskimos or a Yankees hat. It sounds, sounds quite I crazy. Seriously, Yes. No. You have shirts, both. though. I got shirts, yes. I do, but no hats. Just bangles and Well, now I know hats. what to get you for Christmas. Well, that's very kind of you. Well, we'll see if I actually turn out to be kind. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, thanks to uh, Bruce Wiley and Jack Schwartzberg, 1966 provincial basketball champions with the Victoria Redmond for coming into studio. You also heard from Bob Stoffer and Kevin Carius and Jason Smith, former Oilers captain, now the head coach of the Kelowna Rockets, was also on the show. Um, a little more on the Eskimos and Riders tomorrow. We'll continue our trip around the Western Hockey League as well with the GM of the Vancouver Giants, Glenn Hanlon. Didn't he allow Gretzky's first goal in the NHL? I think he might have. Well, I'm sure he allowed a few against Gretzky and the Oilers like most guys in that era. Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Matthew Panashik, your studio producer tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. I will rejoin you at 6 tomorrow evening. Thanks for tuning in. He found a nightclub he could work at the door. She had a guitar and she taught him some 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.